Here at Michigan Family Wellness, we believe chiropractic care and nutritional-based therapies are a foundational part of a healthy family lifestyle. No matter where you're at in the mitten, having a family is such an exciting time of life. So instead of feeling overwhelmed by stress, fatigue, and responsibilities with the kids, we invite you to become part of this empowering community to create happy, healthy families. By providing engaging interviews and practical applications, Dr. Wallner cultivates family health by equipping our listeners with the tools they need to elevate wellness in their own family. Dr. Wallner passionately serves the Michigan community at his chiropractic and nutrition-based practice, where he specializes in pregnancy, pediatrics, and family wellness care. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kyle Wallner. Good day, families, and welcome home. That's right, my name is Dr. Kyle, and this is the Empowering MFW Family, and we are so glad to be with you today. If you are joining us for the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in. The health of you and your family is your number one priority. It is your greatest asset. The best way to have a healthy family is by living a family wellness lifestyle. So if you're looking for efficient, effective, and sustainable ways to elevate your health and the health of your family, then I strongly recommend you make yourself comfortable because we have an amazing show for you today. And before we get to today's episode, let me say a few words as I do every week about Power Performance Gym. Power Performance Gym is dedicated to helping you achieve your best definition of healthy and strong. Power Performance specializes in strength and conditioning for individuals, small groups, and athletic teams, weight and pain management, as well as recovery and nutrition. Everyone at Power experiences a full movement and health analysis to build your blueprint for success targeting your goals. Mention the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast to receive your movement and health analysis as a complimentary gift. Learn more about how Power Performance can help you move, look, and feel better by visiting powergym.com. That's P-O-W-R-G-Y-M.com. Welcome, families, to the interview portal portion of today's podcast. My guest on the show today is Bridget Danner. Bridget runs an online women's health community called Women's Wellness Collaborative. Through this community, she interviews experts in women's health through blogs, videos, podcasts, and online summits. Bridget practiced Chinese medicine for nearly 12 years and has performed over 12,000 treatments. She is also a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. She has worked extensively in the fertility field and has worked with many professional women in helping them find health within their busy lives. Bridget became passionate about women's health after her own postpartum health crisis. With the help of life coaching, holistic nutrition, functional medicine, and whole food cooking, she was able to recover from postpartum depression, Epstein-Barr virus, and adrenal dysregulation. She loves to share the tools and skills she's learned along with the tools of other experts to help women everywhere find the energy and balance they crave. Welcome to the podcast, Bridget. It's so great to have you. Hey, Dr. Kyle. Thanks for having me. So, Bridget, I've just told our listenership a little bit about you as the professional, but one of the core values here on the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast is family. Can you tell us more about you as the person and perhaps what does family look like for you? Sure. So I have a a small immediate family. I have just one son. And I think sometimes when you're a family of three, people think, well, what's something's missing there. <laughs> you're not a full family. But I really think it's important, you know, even our small family that we we really interact as a family. You know, we we eat together, we exercise together, you know, we go on trips together. And um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, important for me to you know, 
kind of shape our son's values, even though there's only one of him. Um, and then I'm, you know, I'm in my early forties and my parents are getting older and I've kind of reached that point in my life where I got my, my relationship with my parents is evolving and it's, it's very sweet. Um, and then I'm in the Pacific Northwest and we have some extended family in, in other towns. So, you know, we do some weekend trips to visit and, uh, yeah, definitely at a point in my life where it's very important to me. Awesome. I just love to have our listenership kind of connect with different people's family dynamics and what it looks like for each of them. You mentioned the Pacific Northwest. I would love to get out there at some point. But in the same line of, you know, geographically speaking, another thing I love to say here on the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast is that we're smitten with the mitten. So I always ask my guests, you know, to <laughs> share anything they love about Michigan. You know, have you ever visited the state or have any places, favorite places that you might want to share with us? Yeah, you know, I guess maybe I'm, I'm I was close, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you my little background. So I, I was raised an army brat, but my dad is from Chicago and his family has had a, like a beach house in Michigan city, Indiana for, you know, decades. So I have a lot of fond memories of being on Lake Michigan uh, as a child, just at the beach playing and stuff. Definitely like some of my fondest childhood memories. Awesome. Yeah. Lake Michigan, again, one of my favorite places. We were just out there for the 4th of July holiday with my wife's family. What we do is we like to rent a lake house and just, you know, enjoy the fireworks. There's not much that beats Lake Michigan in terms of quality lakes, you know, in the state. So I'm with you there. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Bridget. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more, but let's shift gears and talk a little bit about everything you're doing with functional medicine and kind of the practitioner education that you're doing. So just to be clear for our listeners, let's establish a framework here so that the parents and families listening can get real value out of what we're talking about here. So typically speaking, let's say you're having some kind of health issue or let's just go with a fatigue model and you might go to your medical doctor and uh, they may decide to run some blood work or some lab tests. And so typically there is, you know, a complete blood count, um, which would be defined as like medically necessary. So there's, they're just going to take some blood. They're going to test it. They're going to see if anything comes back abnormal. All right, so now let's say that those lab tests, uh, those lab results come back, but everything is within that normal range, okay? And your MD says, hey, congratulations, your lab tests are normal. But here's the thing, you're still feeling exhausted or you're still feeling you have tons of brain fog or hormonal dysregulation, okay? Now, depending on the doctor, at this point, you'll either, you'll either get a general prescription for a medication with no real clinical reasoning, or you'll be told that your fatigue or whatever your issue is, you know, might be all in your head and, you know, you're crazy and they'll just, you know, push you out the door and tell you there's nothing they can do. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this story from my patients and from people in my community. So enter the functional medicine model. So as a functional medicine practitioner, these are people who are looking at more comprehensive lab testing, okay? So not just narrow parameters of values in the blood, but they're also looking at all of those upstream and downstream values. And again, everyone's different. There are no two bodies that are exactly the same. So what's, what's defined as normal 
you know, for one person may be completely abnormal for the other person. So a functional medicine doctor or a functional medicine practitioner is going to take that into account when they're looking at these lab test results. And here's another thing, Bridget, which I'm sure you kind of get into with your practitioner education. It doesn't matter if it's blood, saliva, hair, stool, you know, that functional medicine doctor is looking at tons of different things to really get the best benefits and value and really time travel that patient to elevate their health and wellness the fastest. So I know I've said a lot here really quick, but I do want to give everyone just a simple analogy, and I kind of want to use analogy of a river. So let's say that a river is a calm and freely flowing, smooth river. And in this metaphor, that represents good health or optimal health. Okay. So let's say that over time, the flow of that river it decreases the rate of flow. So it's not flowing as fast or it's not flowing as smoothly. Some of the plants that grow around in that area and the fish that like to hang out, grow and feed in that area, you know, they're having a harder time. So in this analogy, the functional medicine doctor would be looking at, okay, hey, not only what's going on right in that area of that river, but also asking the question, you know, what's changed? What happened, you know, upstream? What happened downstream? You know, what's going on? What What's the big picture? What's that 30,000 foot view? Whereas, again, in this model, just being very general here, the typical, the classical medical approach might be to only look at, all right, what's going on right in this section of the river? So does that kind of make sense to you, Bridget? Does that kind of resonate with the community that you're in? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be happy to kind of dig deeper on why why some labs appear to be normal or and there may not they may not be or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, options that people can explore if they feel like, yeah, they have gone to a practitioner and just not, you know, not found the results or answers they've wanted. Yeah, and I know in our pre-chat too, we were kind of discussing how this relates to, you know, women's hormonal health. Can you speak more about that for our listenership? I think there's a couple things come into mind that get blamed for everything in a general way, like, oh, it's my hormones or, oh, it's stress. And, you know, those things might be in the right direction, but you kind of have to break it down a little more than that. So, you know, for instance, it's not normal to have PMS or to have really heavy periods or irregular periods. And sometimes people will just say, oh, well, that's just my hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that's not how you know nature intended us to be. And we have to take a better look at like what is dysregulating our hormones. And you gave an example of fatigue earlier, which is a really common complaint as well. And why that can be elusive is, uh, you know, say you're go to the doctor and get a blood test, like you said, it could be, you know, so many things playing in. It could be, you know, your blood sugar regulation and you may not be diabetic yet, but it could be off and that gives you a lot of highs and lows. Those highs and lows can stress your hormones, your female hormones and your hormone production because uh, this is a concept when I, I got it for the first time was a real light bulb. Like it's a stress for your body to skip a meal or to, you know, eat a giant ice cream sundae and then, you know, get a stomach ache. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of, you know, ways to look or places to look for how our female hormones get dysregulated 
or how we get into fatigue. And yeah, some of it is stress, but we can also break that down. You know, is it environmental stress? Is it, you know, kind of self-inflicted because we're not getting to bed at a reasonable hour? Uh, you know, are there relationships and jobs we maybe need to get out of? Um, and there's stress from our diets, you know, if we're eating foods that irritate our gut. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, there's lots of sources. Um, and, you know, we, we always, we talk a lot about hormones in my platform, but we also do a lot of digging, like what's, what's underneath, like, let's get a, a wider view of, of what is stress and what is hormone imbalance. Absolutely, Bridget. Many of my patients and many of our listeners here, you know, they're having those sleep disturbances. They're having irritability, depressive moods, anxiety, physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion, joint and muscle complaints. And all of these things can really be tied to that endocrine dysfunction, that hormonal dysfunction, specifically, like you mentioned, the stress response. And that's one of the things that I really help many people, but women especially with at the office, with that chiropractic adjustment, tuning that central nervous system to downregulate those stress hormones, those inflammatory cytokines that are just prolonging that inflammatory response. Now, as it relates to hormones, do you prefer or do you advocate within your educational practitioner communities more blood testing to check for hormones or saliva testing or a combination of the two? You know, let's say someone's resonating with your message here and should they be trying to find someone that's going to test their saliva or test their urine or test their blood? Speak a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, the first lab test I learned was blood test and I'm glad I, I did learn it first. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best hormone test. Um some some MDs and gynecologists would say, yeah, you could test your like day three um, estrogen and FSH and LH and you can test day one progesterone. Um, so some doctors or gynecologists or, you know, functional medicine practitioners can test that and you get a clear snapshot on those days. So like for some of my fertility clients, you know, that information is useful. Blood tests are also um you know, a little easier to get access to. Maybe you've already had some labs run and they were covered by insurance and a functional medicine practitioner who's trained in it can take a look at that. And it also can give you some background, like we talked about earlier, you know, what's behind the hormone problems. Because from the blood test, we could see, you know, yeah, your blood sugar is looking a little off. Uh, it looks like you may be having trouble digesting proteins. So there's some really cool information. Also, nowadays, they often test vitamin D, which is technically a hormone, and, and that can affect a lot of things. So, yeah, I would say blood tests to me is more like good background information. My favorite hormone test is a urine test called the Dutch test. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, and it's uh, pretty easy to take. You pee on this, like, litmus paper four or five times a day. And uh, it will tell you basically what's coming out in your urine, you know, what hormones are you breaking down or what, you know, what are the, what's coming out in the trash, so to speak, which can tell you about your hormone levels and also how you're breaking hormones down. And because they take the test four or five times a day, like the saliva test that is well known for adrenal uh, cycles, it can also get a sense of your adrenal cycles. It's like, I don't know, it's like 95% as accurate as a saliva test to get a, a sense of your cortisol rhythm, which is often 
quite off in our modern day with electricity and staying up late and stress and all that. So yeah, we, we really want to get back into that natural rhythm of energy through the day. So this Dutch test, and I think the website is dutchtest.com where you can find out some more info. I think it is a really great resource for women because it tests, like I said, the adrenals. It also tests female hormones like estrogen, progesterone, also testosterone. And then it can give you a sense of how well you're breaking things down. Um, so it gives you a sense of your detox uh, ability. Thank you so much for that, Bridget. There's just so much value packed into that. You know, everything you just said, you know, you mentioned vitamin D and now my brain's going down the vitamin D route. Do you see a lot of estrogen dominance? Because one of the things I'm noticing in my practice is I'm working with women that have either taken oral contraception or exogenous estrogen for many years, and now they want to start having a family and they want to start to become pregnant, becoming fertile. And that's just not an option for them right now because they're just not cycling normally. So that's one example. The other example is, you know, working with women that are currently taking the pill or any kind of oral contraception. And that's putting those synthetic hormones, you know, into the body. And it's really confusing the, what I like to call the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal or the HPA axis. So I wanted to ask what your thoughts were on that and if you've seen that clinically. I mean, I guess I more often see women coming off birth control and having questions um, either for fertility or just to get their cycle back. Because frankly, when people still are on birth control, they're just sort of cruising. They're just sort of like, you know, I'm on my birth control and it's working mm -hmm. and everything's going well. Um, but then when they come off is usually when I hear from them um, because yeah, people um, are figuring that their period will come back and sometimes it doesn't come back for a year. Uh, yeah, it really, you know, really works by kind of shutting down that communication between the brain and the ovaries. And sometimes that gets shut down for what, 20, 30 years when women are on birth control sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that can be hard to to snap back into place. Um, so I do see estrogen dominance for sure. I mean, many people are dealing with feeling, you know, being overweight and when your fat tissue makes more estrogen, there's lots of um, chemical estrogen sources and plastics and beauty products. I mean, women are very guilty of using a lot of synthetic uh, beauty products, maybe unwittingly, that have fragrances and parabens that are adding uh, at like synthetic estrogens. So that's a big problem. Also, you know, in meats, growth hormones and things like that from the birth control, like you mentioned, and other medications as well. There's there's a lot of places to be exposed to estrogen. And then the flip side is that the hormone that balances estrogen is progesterone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that can be robbed when we're under stress, right? So mm -hmm. I often see for my client population, and, and maybe yours as well, Dr. Kyle, is my people are usually coming to me with, with already some knowledge and they're already trying. So you know, they maybe aren't like really that overweight um, and they're, you know, they're trying to eat well, but often, you know, they've had some background of using birth control pills or, uh, you know, maybe they have some food issues they're struggling with. Um, and um, they often have low overall hormones and low progesterone from the stress piece. So the estrogen appears to be dominant and it is dominant, but it's it's not um, 
it's not a standalone feature. Like there's a lot of other factors playing in. So you can have low estrogen and progesterone and still have the estrogen be dominant, mm-hmm. which is what I see a lot of. I can't say enough how just that simple stress response. You know, I ask my patients all the time, you know, are you able to digest your food well, you know, without any bloating or abdominal discomfort after they eat? Are you able to sleep well? You know, the functions of the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, what we influence when we do a chiropractic adjustment. And honestly, you know, all of that is hormonally regulated. We talk about blood sugar, making sure that you have stable levels of blood sugar. You mentioned food. I can't say enough how the use of estrogen in our industrial food complex with most of the beef here in the in the United States, I believe they actually inject estrogen because estrogen makes cells grow and they want to get mm. a larger cow. They will actually inject the cows with estrogen. So that's why, and I'm sure you recommend this to your clients as well. Find the cleanest, the most organic, the GMO-free food as possible because you just don't know what's in everything else. And it could be contributing to your hormonal dysfunction or whether that manifests itself as fatigue or a heavy cycle or an irregular cycle or that irritability, that anxiety, whatever it might be. There are so many environmental things that we can do to just eliminate that exposure. Would you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And um, there's there's plenty of information out there and I'm happy to share some resources later because, yeah, like I said, sometimes we're just not fully aware. Like maybe we want to have more grass fed beef, but we can't, mm-hmm. you know, we're not sure where to buy it or you know, we don't know how to make it affordable or maybe we think our shampoo and moisturizer are okay, but we don't really know for sure <laughs> if they're clean or not. So, there, yeah, there's a lot you can reduce. And I think that... It, on the one hand, it sounds hard, but I think that once you layer in all these habits and all the knowledge, like I think it's pretty, pretty manageable to keep the amount of um, synthetic estrogens like out of your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned just a little bit of your personal story. I don't know how vulnerable you want to get with our listenership here, but in your introduction, you know, recovering from postpartum depression and all the hormonal changes that occur before, during, and after delivery. Yeah. I mean, I, frankly, I did a lot of things wrong, <laughs> wrong back then. And the good part is it sort of launched me into my own recovery and launched me into this online business because I came really passionate about helping women. Um, But yeah, you know, when I um, became pregnant, I had, let's see, I had been married three months. I had had a new clinic for only six months. And for some reason, I decided that was a great time to get pregnant. You know, I was worried about getting older and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of stress. My ability to handle stress wasn't as developed as it is it needed to be. I didn't eat as well as I needed to be as I needed to eat. Um, you know, I worked hard and during my pregnancy, so I definitely set myself up for some problems. You know, I was, I was really nauseous during my pregnancy, which now I know has a lot to do with B6 deficiency. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that at the time. And then after I had my son, um, yeah, you know, I was just, I was anxious. I was low. I was unfocused and, you know, to some extent you think, okay, let's be a new mom. But, uh, I just, I, I was in a place like darker than I ever had been in some sense, like in some sense I was really happy and in some sense I was really lost and I needed to start looking for other tools. 
So, you know, some of it came to me in learning more about my nutrition and healing my gut, mm. um, balancing my hormones. But some came with lifestyle too, like learning, uh, you know, how to prioritize things in my life and um, learning to cook better. And um, yeah, again, just kind of like layering in those those habits um, and and making decisions on what uh, what serves me and and what doesn't. Absolutely, and you're kind of already answering my next question here, which is really those practical applications. As you look back on your own experiences, would there be one or two, or possibly your top three things that could direct people to, hey? Either, you know, limit your exposure of these things or really try to have a mindset of this. I think that a big theme for me, you know, that I should have been looking into then and I am looking into now is just minimizing, like really minimizing what mm-hmm. you need to do in your life. Um, whether it's like, you know, I'm a entrepreneur and a business owner like yourself, but it's like you don't need to chase like 10 marketing ideas, like pick one. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the business example, you know, in personal life, you know, um, a lot of your, your listeners are moms with kids and, you know, they don't need to be in 10 activities at a time, you know, maybe just one or two because the more, yeah, the more activities, the more you're eating out, the more you're on the run, the more you feel stressed. So just, you know, simplifying, um, and, uh, yeah. And one more example I'll give on that one is just simplifying like what you take in. Like I take in very little news and media. (laughs) I barely know what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. and I don't think I'm missing much. Um, you know, I just, it just is, is more information to process. So if your life already feels overwhelming and now you're, you know, worried about, you know, all the violence in our culture or whatever, it's like, it just is adding another thing to worry about. You're absolutely right there, Bridget. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because the stress always doesn't have to be, you know, external. It can be that start in our brains, that start in our minds. You know, you mentioned not taking in, you know, a ton of news or whatever on a nightly basis or, you know, constantly. I mean, just that alone, you know, you can fire that stress response and, you know, up goes your cortisol again. And then you can just throw your whole system back into a hormonal dysregulation after you've done all that work, you know, throughout the whole day to keep it balanced. So that's a great point there. And I'm glad you mentioned that. In terms of other resources to equip our listenership, whether it be books, podcasts, you know, things that have helped you, things that you've read, watched, anything that you would recommend for our families to elevate their family wellness? Yeah, I probably have a handful of things so you can stop me if it's (laughs) too many. Um, I mentioned a little bit about beauty products and being a big source of estrogen, especially what you put on your skin, because that's really meant to absorb into your skin. So one resource for that is uh, the Environmental Working Group has a database called Skin Deep Database. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the URL, but you can basically Google that and you can look up any product you have and it will rate it for safety. And I'm sure they've got some resources there you can link to about finding some ingredients that you know you want to avoid. One big one to avoid that's really easy to, to find is, is fragrance. So fragrance, unless it says fragrance from essential oil of organic orange, unless it says that, it's synthetic and it's an endocrine disruptor. So just trying to just reduce the amount of fragrance in your life. Um, if it's, you know, you're 
using like scented trash bags or scented kitty litter or, you know, perfumes or scented, you know, skin lotion. You can have nice scents in your home, but they should be from a natural source. So that's one easy one to look for. And that's one resource. Um, Yeah. And then as far as food, you know, I think most important is just I'm a big advocate of like learning to cook and um, shopping. You know, the summer now is a great time to like go to your local farmer's market, join an agriculture share. Uh, You don't have to you know, you're not going to get overnight, you know, a gourmet chef (laughs) cooking with natural foods, but just start to learn more and more, you know, cook at home more with your family. That's one good thing about having a family is, you know, hopefully you are home more and cooking more and just eating, you know, real foods from scratch is a great place to start. Uh, Yeah, a little bit more advanced move is, you know, I, I advocate getting 20 different sources of fiber from plants and vegetables, uh, plants and fruits a week. So that fiber diversity is good for your gut. So if you're already kind of eating well, I would say, you know, expand your diversity of the amount of plants you eat, you know, buy things that are unusual that you've never bought before. You can shop at a, like an international food store and try new things. So, um, that's that's one idea. Um, a couple more resources. I'd love for people to check out my podcast. It's called Women's Wellness Radio, and we talk a lot about hormones and gut health, and uh, not as much about family as your show, but some mm-hmm. about intro- you know introducing first foods or picky eaters. Um, and then I guess the last one I'll mention, just because I'm really into it right now, is um, a friend of mine who is an Ayurvedic practitioner does a program called Body Thrive, and it's um, 10 Habits to Thrive. And they're 10 basically free things or close to free that you can introduce, like um, eating an earlier, lighter dinner and learning not to snack um, and having like a, a morning routine that gets you energized. And I just really love it. I love that it's simple. It's accessible. You can buy like the $10 book on Kindle <laughs> and, uh, and check that out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. You know, I just love all of the lifestyle and the nutrition and the diet things that you're recommending. And I tell people this, I tell my patients this all the time, you know, there's so much you can do and that you need to do on your end, if not if not like a 90-10 percentage, you know. There's so many different treatments and natural and holistic things that you can go do, massage therapy, acupuncture, chiropractic, functional medicine, all that is fantastic. And very powerful signals for healing but if you walk out the doctor's door or if you walk out the clinic door and you go back to mcdonald's and you go back to your couch potato lifestyle it's not going to be effective for you you're not going to see the results so i appreciate you mentioning that bridget thank you so much for coming on the podcast well thank you dr kyle it was a lot of fun all right families what'd you think we'd love to get your feedback if you would like to email me about anything you've heard on this or any previous edition of the family wellness lifestyle podcast you may do so by writing dr kyle at michiganfamilywellness.com and take full advantage of the family lifestyle audio library at michiganfamilywellness.com connect with us on social media at michigan family wellness thanks so much for tuning in families have an awesome week and remember we can do far more together than we could ever do apart. Now that you've been equipped with the latest in family wellness solutions, we want to encourage you to apply these strategies right away. But the thing is, there's still so much to learn. 
Connect with Dr. Walner's chiropractic and nutrition office by going to michiganfamilywellness.com and click the newsletter sign-up button to join the informative and supportive community of chiropractic wellness. You will also receive as a gift from Dr. Walner a copy of Michigan Family Wellness Solutions, an invaluable resource containing dynamic tools to elevate family health and vitality. Michigan Family Wellness wants to thank you for being part of today's podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review.